This episode of Comics for Fun and Profit is brought to you by Bad Idea Comics. You thought they were bad last time, folks. Well, now they're really, really bad. And by the way, good luck finding a Bad Idea comic because uh, the closest one to me in in Ohio, uh, not your small, smallish state, one of your bigger states, it's like two and a half, three hours away. Not worth it to track down a comic. Sorry, my LCS, Cowabunga Comics, not on the list. You know, don't blame them. Don't blame you guys for never, ever buying a Bad Idea Comics. Thank you, Bad Idea, for rearing your ugly head again. And I look forward to all your bad, bad ideas. Thanks for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is episode... Hmm, 789? 789. For comics releasing sometime this week. When are they coming out, Mike? Uh, I don't know. I I do know they're late at my shop. 20th and 21st. And that was Mike Myers, who's joining me in place of my brother Kyle. He is replacing Kyle this week. Kyle is out on assignment. And I'm the sixth man off the bench, <laughs> Mr. Sixth Man. So it's uh, Christmas time, Mike. Are you excited for your? You had a long vacation, so are you excited about I, it? You gonna read some comics? I, I do. Um, I, I I shouldn't take a long vacation, but I think I deserve it. So I don't know what I'm gonna do yet. I know I got a lot of odds and ends I to take care of, and uh, mostly go back home and hang out with family. If I know you, this is going to be a little taste of what retirement's going to be like. And then you're going to be thinking, God, I can't wait to retire. That's how I do it. Every time I get a, a couple of weeks off, I'm like, oh, this is this is what it's like to be retired. And I just want to be retired. Yeah, I feel like that. We have a lot of people, though, that retired and are coming back. So I don't know. I don't know what that's about, but. Well, they don't they don't have your savings account. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't why well, I, I don't know. I, I think for a lot of people it's like it's one it's one of three things. They they don't like their spouse that much and they can't take it. <laughs> or uh, or uh they need the money, which which is one one other case, you know, like for medical you know conditions. And then the third issue is they get bored. In other words, they're off for a year or two, and then they don't know what to do with themselves. So yeah, I will. I, I've I got a taste of it in 2020. I had a lay a COVID layoff, and then yeah. you know the, it coincided with all the stimulus payments, and so I just kind of yeah. later I didn't do anything for like nine months, and uh, I was like the greatest nine months of my entire life <laughs> I, was, I was like oh oh this is retirement yeah this, I, well, I think i <laughs> harley that's our she's third co-host yeah she's harley's my dog and she's a little old and senile and she's like that's it's her her ritual time right now <laughs> she's excited about the and, new comics and Bar- barb's upstairs so She's being bad. Oh, there she goes. Now she's doing her counterclockwise thing around the kitchen, and I think she'd be okay. <laughs> she has a what do you call it? Like uh, what do they call it when you you have to your mannerisms like everything has to 
you do everything in routine. She's like an OCD. Yeah, it's like an OCD thing. <laughs> For a dog? That's cool. Yeah. I did not know that it was even yeah. possible. Yeah, she's always had it. Yeah. So, she um, does, like, certain things, and we always make fun, because, like, uh, if I try to, like, change her path, she just destroys <laughs> whatever's in front of her. So I just, uh, I, I can't have, like, comic boxes there or anything. She'll just knock it down. Now, one thing you do that uh, I haven't been doing much of is run to the theater for for new releases. So you you've seen everything that's out, right? You've seen Black Adam, you've seen Wakanda, you've seen. All well, the, I've seen all... I've seen the big two. I I've seen usually we go to the movies more often, but uh, we haven't lately. But there hasn't been a lot of new movies being released. In all fairness, you know. Yeah. There, for for a while there there was it was like dead like they were even bringing back old movies but uh i saw black adam i saw wakanda and i think the last one i saw was the menu oh yeah very interesting and in the vein of uh, cannibalism and uh chef ramsey and uh (laughs) like eat the rich you know that comic book yeah you know exactly things things like that it's sort of in that realm and it it was it was really good and the other movies i've seen on tv though i saw what is it nope i like that one. Oh, i'm getting ready to watch that one i haven't watched that one yet for me it was it was very innovative like i don't even want to talk about what it is because that's you'll you'll find out yeah but um it, i don't know it, it's like if you're you, you take take a genre of something and you just do something very different with it. Like I, I, I wouldn't have thought of it. <laughs> it. It's kind of unique in that, that vein. Yeah. It hasn't been like spoiled it. for me yet. So I'm kind of excited yeah. to check it out. Um, but you, you, you like black Adam. I loved black Adam. Like I, I just thought it was a huge punch fest with really cool characters. Like you don't have to think a lot. The plot's pretty simple. Um, I I liked it more than Wakanda to tell you the truth, but I tend to like the DC films more. Um, I I don't know why that is. I think it could be because I like DC comics more than Marvel, and I like it. seeing those characters. Yeah, I like seeing those characters on the screen, and I like the darker tone. And I wish they wouldn't go the Marvel route and connect everything. I I like it when it's just like, oh, go release these three Batman movies. They're not tied to anything. Or go release the Joker, which is my one of my favorite DC movies of all time. And uh, it, it's not connected to anything. I, I kind of like that. that. That way they can think outside the box and do something different that we haven't seen before. And, it, yeah, they, I, there's getting, they're getting some blowback for that from that, you know, that they're not interconnected with a – 10 year plan and you know, the way the MCU was, but I don't think everybody has to be the same. Well, I'm having MCU burnout. Well, I mean, kind of like superhero burnout to say the truth. I, I got, I got pretty excited to see black Adam, which was abnormal, but everything else I just, it, it's just because I'm, it's so much. It's like drinking out of a fire hose, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it yeah. used to, used to be special. It's like, Oh my God, I haven't seen a superhero film 
and now every time you turn on your cable box or streaming and that's all that's on you know yeah. it's like give me movies like the menu and stuff like in fall and stuff that i don't know that's different and i i, I tend to like get more excited about those releases the same with the shows too i mean uh there used to be like never a comic book show on occasionally you yeah. get a comic book show and now you get so many that it's really hard to get in, up for them uh, as much. I mean, like I like I was, I w- I would watch w- WandaVision, you know, as soon as it came out. I had to watch it right away. And then as as the shows came out in more and more frequency, now I'll just let them stack up and I'll binge it. I don't care anymore. Yeah, I I, I think I'm caught up. I watched She Hulk. I haven't watched the uh, Andor thing yet. Um, I are still you gotta a super, watch that. Are you a Star Wars guy? I love Star Wars. Like okay. I've watched all. Like you say, you don't even watch the animated, but I've seen them all. So I've seen Bad Batch, Rebels, and Clone Wars, I, and I guarantee you'll love Andor. Well, I, I, it, I'd be super surprised if you didn't. Well, since Empire Strikes Back, or I guess the new release of new movies. Uh, Rogue One is is my favorite. So yeah, like yeah. like by a long shot. Like I could watch Rogue One like over and over and over again, and I I just love it because it flows right into continuity and it adds so much more. It has one of the awesomest battles on that planet that I, I just really dig. And, and watching watching Rogue One and New Hope back to back is really yeah. a, is a pleasure. It's really yeah. a pleasure to do that, um, and you just feel like, okay, they really cared about this enough. Yeah, to... the writers cared about like we want to we want to tell you the, the the story of how they steal the plans, like, and we want to tell you a good a good story. And we want it to be so seamless that it could be one long movie and it works perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 absolutely right. It Rogue One is one of the best ones. I really like it. Give me more. But I I I I like them all. Like I, yeah. I'm not one of those complainers, you know, that oh god, everything sucks. Yeah, like I, my brother. I, yeah, well, if I can, <laughs> if I can get like if if I can escape from reality for two hours, I'm I'm excited, you know. If I don't I, think I saw... about work, if, if I don't think about work for those two hours, that's that's a good thing. That's a positive. Now, yeah. I, my brother doesn't like Solo. I don't get it. I, I, I thought Solo was I thought Solo was underrated, and I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah, I never understand. I don't understand the vitriol for for that one. And you know, I did watch the prequels again, and I still think Phantom's good, really good. And I, I think they're great. I so, most people like like how he became Darth Vader. But I think I like the second one the most. That is my least. That is my least favorite of all of them. (laughs) I I tend to like the second ones of all movies, like Empire Strikes Back. I liked. I liked of of the the. That's a good one. Star Wars. I like the middle one the best. Yeah. With Skywalker and that planet, and those new adats. I I I really dug that. And um, yeah. It wanted to be that wanted to be Empire. It really did. They they yeah. got they, they tried really hard. 
Yeah, they had those uh, they had those skimmers, you know, that were like land speeders trying yeah. to attack that stuff. That was awesome. Oh, that was and, great. Yeah, and I liked uh, the second prequel. So I I don't know what it is. It's it's weird. How about Jaws two? No, Jaws has always been Jaws <laughs> Jaws one. Temple but I like all the all the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah, Temple, Temple of Doom. When I saw it at the theater. I, I I'm not sure I absorbed it, but now I can watch it over and over again, and I really like it. So it's You're, like Superman three, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I, I love Superman three now, and I, I when it came out, I was like, man, this is kind of a lame movie, but now I I've read enough Silver Age comics to appreciate Superman three and Richard Pryor. <laughs> those are ones I I've not revisited for. A de- couple decades, so I need to probably yeah. check those out again at some point. It really is like a uh, if if you've read Carrie Bates Superman, it it is so in the vein of Silver Age Superman stories, where it, it like sort of ridiculous. Uh, I've never read uh, Superman in the seventies. Nope. Yeah, it, if you might not like it as much as I do, but I have so. And Carrie Bates is one of my favorites. Because he kind of told done in one stories of Superman, yeah, and they were full stories that were crazy, and that's Superman three right there. Superman four kind of just suffered from budget, but it was all right. The only seventies comics I read was or like like Richie Rich and those type of comics and Sergeant Rock. I didn't get into superheroes until like the 80s, mid 80s. And then I never went back. I never went backwards to read like the earlier stuff. Um, all because, you know, there's shit tons of stuff every Wednesday. So it's really tough to go back. Um, but you've done, you're, but you've, you're probably a decade younger than me, though. I don't know. I think we're only a couple years apart. I think we're only a couple years apart. Um, you're in your 50, your early 50s, yeah. early 50s, right? You're not 50 yet, are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm. I am. Oh, okay. So we're closer than I thought. You were younger than that. Yeah, well, I'm young at heart, Mike. At heart, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never but, matured past high school, but. So you've gone. You've read, like, you read 70s superhero comics as as a kid, or you've gone back and read them since. Um, I read them as a kid, but. I would just get whatever, and and I spent a lot of time in Sergeant Rock and GI Combat and Unknown Soldier because back when I was a kid, Army Men were the thing. Like yes. it, it yeah. was like go play Army Men, you know, and it was good against bad, and um, it just seemed to capture my attention to read Sergeant Rock, our Army at War, GI Combat. Star Spangled War stories and all that stuff. So when did you start reading Superman, you think? Super Friends is when really got me into the the cartoon is what got me into the superhero comics. Well that's eighties, right? Yeah. Well that's seventies. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. The Wendy and Marvin era. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The the Xana and Jaina was probably eighties. 
Okay, yeah, that's right. It's on HBO Max. I, I gotta I gotta go revisit. I revisited one or two, and I was like, oh, okay. I re- I remember this plot line from when it came out when I watched yeah. it as a, as a kid. I'm like, how do how do I rem- how do I remember who it is? And uh, that's crazy because I I must have seen the shows multiple times as a kid. I'm guessing. They must have been in reruns a lot because I was really yeah. surprised that 40 years later I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah, I remember. I remember what he does. Yeah, but I grew up with Scooby-Doo and, you know, um, Dudley Do-Right and Rocky and Bullwinkle and uh, Super Friends. And I, would... I started wa- I stayed watching cartoons until X-Men ended, I think. And then I stopped watching Saturday morning cartoons. So that's. Nice, but I, I followed right? it through Spidey. Yeah, I, no, I followed it real, real deep. And even in the the late two thousand, whenever Batman came out, probably around ninety, um, I watched all of those. So I stayed watching like certain cartoons, but I used to, Saturday mornings were like I'd get up. And watch the color bars and on the screen and wait till cartoons started. No way, I didn't get up that early. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was usually something was like I like I hated Rocky and Bullwinkle. Like I was like, ah, oh, I gotta get through this to the good so the good stuff comes on. I didn't like that. I didn't like um, what was the one? It was like uh, it was sophisticated humor though. I like was it, not sophisticated. I was a Rocky little kid. and Bullwinkle though has like really good adult humor to it i think i'd probably like it better now yeah i i I didn't care for it i i watched it it was but yeah i watched spider-man and amazing friends the hulk thundar the barbarian like i love that oh yeah yeah that Uh, one that one was tarzan lone ranger hour I mean, there was a lot of stuff. Land of the Lost, that was really good. No. So no, that was like lost live action. <laughs> you didn't watch Land of the Lost? No, no. Uh-uh. Nope. It was oh, like the, the stuff you the stuff you mentioned, though, that, you know, the Super Friends, Scooby-Doo, Thundar, He-Man, that stuff. I was, yeah, I was there for that. But no, I never watched it. I didn't like I I might have watched it because there was nothing else on, but I didn't like it. Captain Caveman, the Flintstones, all of it. The Jetsons. I like Cap- a lot of stuff. Captain Caveman, I forgot about that. Captain Caveman! Yeah, he was cool. Dynamut, <laughs> Scooby-Doo, you know, uh, Dynamut and Blue Falcon. Yeah, do I don't... Remember those guys? I, I do, I do. I remember, like, there was, like, a... Wasn't there, like, a Contest of Champions type of thing? Where all the cartoon characters would battle it out, like a battle of the stars. Oh, Laugh Olympics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Laugh Olympics was awesome. I remember that being pretty cool. Like that was pretty cool that everybody was competing. It was the Scooby Doobies, the Hannah Bar, the Yogi Yogis, and the the Rotten Rottens or something like that. Yeah, Uh, it was really good. That was always fun. So I was down for that. All right, we need to get in the But comics. you were saying you, you you were saying though that you uh when you were off during that time you were like this is I like this a lot, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, my wife and I, you know, we just got to 
hang out and do whatever we wanted and it was really fun and no were you still it, collecting employment or were you like yeah, on I had, unemployment yeah i had um i had a severance package for the layoff oh, okay so, so i was yeah, just I, yeah. was still, I was still had health insurance and my paychecks coming in regularly so it yeah. was just like it was pretty sweet and um then it was like it's going to be pretty close to actually running out and i was like yeah. ah, i think i should probably start looking for a job um but it was a it was a really really fun nine months and uh i recommend it to everybody who gets yeah i've chance. never never had off ever in my entire life since i was 15 so i want to know what it's like yeah i i got a little taste um Got lost like um, 90 pounds. Started working out. Um, See, yeah, you got better. time to do it and, yeah. and less stress, I guess. I mean, you was, might have yeah. financial stress, but you have the time to look for a job. And then the other time is, oh, I get to work out or I get to watch this or do this or that. Yeah, I got to, you know, spend time. <laughs> reading comics was it was great it was great um so now i got a taste for what what retirement might be but it's still for me i know yours is only a few years away i i've still got at least a decade or so left maybe 15 years yeah so i'm I'm i don't know how long i'll go um i'm hoping i'm hoping for a layoff because then it's like perfect Cause I'll get the severance and the. <laughs> oh, you think um your sector's on a downturn or something? Uh, I don't you're, know. You're but, tech, uh, right? You're tech. You're you're not going anywhere. I don't know. I, I it could. We'll see. Yeah, nothing's nothing is. Yeah, I didn't. I thought mine was pretty stable. So you never know. COVID was. My de- my desire is to retire at 55, but it'll probably be closer to 60, like 59 and a half. But yeah, in reality, but I would like to switch to halftime if that opportunity presents itself. Halftime, but not five days a week. Don't make sure you don't do that. No, because then you'll end up staying yeah. longer than the halftime because you'll yeah. get caught up in everything. I. Maybe like a Monday, Wednesday, and a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Like that would be good. Yeah, and you still get then you still get the Monday holidays off. Yeah. Yeah. So if they because if they stoke you with Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you never get a you never get a, a holiday paid holiday off. So that's no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think through all the angles. <laughs> Yeah, because it's always usually Monday. Yeah. Right? Yeah, most almost of always. Them are yeah, most of them are. Yeah. Uh, Barb's okay with you retiring and she's going to keep working, bring home the bacon? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't told her yet? <laughs> I, I, I think she, no, I, I think she wants to work at least until her boss retires. If her boss retires, then I think she'll think differently. That's cool. A lot of a lot of spouses are like, you retire, I retire, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. 
kind of a bummer. Yeah, the, if you could solve the medical problem, the, the, the game everybody could happen would a lot earlier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody would be retiring. I, there's like, <laughs> there's some like old guys where I work, man, that are that are hanging on, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And it's it's medical. It's medical for a spouse yeah. or something. Don't want don't don't want to rely on Medicare. It's pretty depressing. But yeah, I anyway, get it. We have better things. We to better talk get about. on the. Yeah, we better get on to the. <laughs> Onto the show here. Yeah, let's talk some Boom comics. We're going to go look in uh, our, our previews. These are Boom's DC offerings, uh, December offerings for February. So uh, the first one is February 8th. It's called Harrower. And the first issue by Justin Jordan, my boy, uh, with Brom Revel on art, who I am not familiar with. Um. But I did love Spread an awful lot, so that's Justin Jordan. So I'm looking forward to checking this out at least. It looks mm-hmm. like a nice horror, horror book. got to remember that he did a lot of contributions to Cross, too, in that rotating uh, teams. I don't remember him on Crossed. Yeah, he was on Crossed, that long one. What was it? The one that was the ongoing. The plus 100? The one that ran 100 issues. Mm, okay. Yeah, he was on there. I, I I like his stuff, and there's some stuff I I I don't care for, but he's had some really bad health issues lately. Oh, with like diabetes Jordan and other stuff. Yeah, oh, he's, have, he's having a rough rough time getting his. You know how you you get into that realm where you have to start experimenting with your dosages and stuff like that for blood pressure and all that well he was having issues with it being too low or too high and having uh all kinds well i follow him on facebook so Hmm, yeah i did posting a lot of stuff i did not know that that's that stinks i know we've yeah it does we're losing creator after creator and it is kind of depressing He's a fairly young guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's, I, I I would think he's younger than me. Yeah, yeah. He's 30s or 40s, I'm pretty sure. He, yeah, I think he's in his 40s, if I had to guess. I saw him at C2E2, and he was way younger than me. Yeah. Um, let's see. Something is killing the children's at issue 29. You reading that? I'm buying it. I haven't read it in quite some time. Yeah, I haven't read it. And along with House of Slaughter, yeah, I I got to get back on it. I am interested in reading stuff of nightmares. I have them, but I, I just love these like cover art designs. Mm -hmm. It looks so cool. The Francisco Franco Villa covers are pretty amazing. So you read Grimm, right? I read the first three issues. Uh, I haven't read it since, but oh, okay. it, it's interesting concept. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it's it's on issue eight now. Um, yeah, I like Stephanie Phillips. I do too. I like more. I like more she's, of her stuff than I don't. Really good. Yeah. 
Rob Guillory uh, giving me Mosley. He's the one I've been disappointed in since he left Chew. I haven't liked any of his stuff since then. Yeah, he was an artist, though, right? On Chew. He yeah. wasn't the writer. Now he's a writer. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he did that one. Was it Farmhand? You didn't like that? Okay, yeah, I did like Farmhand. You're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, so he, he's coming the, off of Farhand, Farmhand to do this. Who's the other guy that does Chew? Oh, God. I know he likes to smoke pot a lot, but uh, he's really talented writer, the guy who write, wrote, writes Chew. I uh, can't think of his name. He wrote detective comics too for a while. John Layman. Um, John. Yeah, Layman. Yeah. He's maybe he's, he's the pretty one. Pretty good. Maybe he's who I'm thinking of that I haven't liked his stuff since Chew. That's I think it's the writer that I'm thinking of, not the artist. I have liked. I did. Yeah. Like, yeah. Know your station. I'm getting ready to crack that first issue open tonight. I'm excited about reading that one. It's on its third in February, at least. Behold the Behemoth. I haven't read yet. <laughs> nope, haven't read that I one. I know either. it's out. I know it's in my box. I know I bagged and boarded it. Once upon a time at the end of the world. That's sitting there. I haven't read that one yet, but that's Jason Aaron. I need to make Same. some time for that one. Yeah, I tend but- to like his his own comics more than his superhero stuff. Specs was fun. Uh, I did read Specs. Um, magic spectacles that Grant wishes. Kind of fun. Ordered out of a back of a comic book. Thought that was a neat little concept. I like I like the first yep. issue. Not sure where it's going to go, but it was fun. Yeah, and that's the final issue. The approach is Jeremy Hahn. Yeah, the guys from The Beauty. That. Yeah, The Beauty. I really like The Beauty. I like Jeremy Hahn. That guy's cool as hell. Yeah, I like He's that. been on my podcast before. I like them both. <clears throat> Keith used to drunk dial him in. <laughs> on <Really? DC> noise. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I like Jeremy Hahn. He's good people. Damn them all. Simon Spurrier. No, Cy Spurrier wrote Charlie a bunch of, Adler. Simon Spurrier wrote a Walking bunch of um, um, Cross too, didn't he? Yeah, he's all over the place. Um, he's been doing a lot of Boom stuff lately. He's in. He's doing Marvel now too. I can't remember which one. Yeah, yeah, he is. Eve, Children of the. That book was hot for a while on the Hot 10 or whatever. I skipped it entirely. I think it got optioned. Not a Mighty Morphin guy. I think that's why it was hot. Yeah, me neither. That was John Mayo. (laughs) Yeah. He Uh, loves that stuff. I wish I had read this magic from the beginning. I didn't realize that it was Jed McKay. Um, but I don't know if I don't I never played Magic, so I don't know if I'd like it anyway. I like it and I have never played any card or RPG. 
ever. Also, it still worked for you? Yeah, I, I understood what was going on. Yeah, and I, I felt like I was in the world. Oh, that's cool. Liked it. Dune I like too, but I decided I'm I'm trying to cut back so I'm not buying everything. I'm trying to like reel myself in into some reality where I can sort of keep caught up. <laughs> uh, you know what but, that means uh, though, Mike? I mean, in reality, you're not gonna read more than twenty or thirty comics a week. So that means you've got to cut yourself down to 120, 150 comics a month. Can you do that? I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I, I did drop my value from 1400 a month to 700 so that's okay. pretty substantial. That's, that uh, is substantial. That's a, it is a substantial uh, cutback. And, and as long <laughs> as in three months you're not on eBay buying those up that you missed. Yeah. That's, a, that's well, so what we got. So far, uh, I'm two months in and I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Proud of you. Uh, the, some of the DC stuff gives me itchy. Like it gives me anxiety that I'm not getting them, but uh, yeah, that would be they're, really hard. They're on, the, they're on the app. You know, I, I gotta keep thinking, well, I can still enjoy the story. You know, I, but and you I have every DC since 1972, so that had to be really hard. Yeah, that that gets there. There's two things that were the hardest: the the DC, because I was I I was buying everything, and then um, the uh, the Epic collections, because I had a full run of every Epic collection. It was just hard to detach myself, even though I had like. I have like six bookcases full of them. <laughs> I was like, I can't read all this stuff. And at some point I'm going to have to like get rid of it. Like, so it, it made no sense. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I know exactly how you feel. I, I love to read comics. I love the idea of having comics. I don't like to sort them or store them. Well, you know what, what really drove, I'll be honest with you, what, what really is driving my cutbacks is not financial or, or whatever. It's more physical. I am getting old and I can't carry these short boxes. Like I, I can only do like three at a time. And then I'm exhausted going up and down flights of stairs and I don't want to kill myself carrying a, a box you know what i mean so it's it just like this is stuff that could hurt me now and i don't want to I, I don't want to like break a hip but if, if that's a heck of a way to go though you know com- well at least comics yeah. killed him <laughs> you'd be like wow this guy really loved his life <laughs> he's, he's, he lived the comics and he died the comics <laughs> exactly he was he was no poser <laughs> he was legit. yeah my past my passion for the material and stuff hasn't died it's just the physicality of it the storing of it is expensive it, it's just I ask myself, well, what's the most important thing? And uh, when it comes down to it, it's reading the story. Yeah. 
And I could tell it in your voice to listen to your podcasts when um, you were talking about not taking physical comics when you go home to visit your parents or whatever. You take your tablet and then you start reading yeah. that digital and it was kind of a, a sea change for you because bef- you'd always been resistant to digital before that, kind of, where, you're, yeah. where you had friends that were all digital and you were like, no, I like the feel of the paper. But once you started reading it on digital – out of convenience you're like oh it's not so bad it's more because of i don't have to lug it around and i don't have to put it in a box and yeah i i I, I can pull it up on demand it's like it it has its benefits i have 300 comics in my tablet right now that uh you know plus whatever i could like i could buy if i wanted to that that's like a that's two what two long boxes yeah or a couple of two or three short boxes can't lug those around with me and for me like the dc app you get everything now that ultra like you, yeah it it, it op- and it's only one month behind like it's like right there yeah i'm more than one month behind um, <laughs> yeah so like the dc stuff it's like they want you to go to that and it so much cheaper and you're not i you could still enjoy all the stories so um marvel is the same way with marvel unlimited everything is is there yes you have to wait a little bit but you can read old you can read new i mean there's so much stuff and then comiXology kind of fills the the gap i mean there's some there's some issues that they don't have and Unlimited seems to rot. It's like a Netflix model where it rotates stuff in and rotates them out. But uh, there's still a ton of stuff. Like you can never like go on there and not find anything to read. So, and it's only like five ninety nine a month. That's nothing. Yeah, that's that's really a good deal. Well, I mean, I guess if you break down. The $99 intro price on Ultra, that's not that much. Oh, heck what, no. You and could, what, it's like you could, 60 for the Marvel thing for the year. You could read like three comics a week and be making out like a bandit. <laughs> because at $4 a, a book, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Let's slide into Dark Horse and take a look at Blue Book. Number I'm excited one. for this one. Oh yeah. Um what what really interests me is it's tr- true stories about like alien encounters. So um I don't know a lot about the yeah. you know what's been claimed and I I think that Tinny Tinny Tiny Onion is what he likes to call himself. But uh I I think it's going to be great. Yeah, he has really surprised me. I remember um, when he came out, he was like, he's like a Scott Snyder protege. And I was like, oh, God, we don't need any more of those people. I like him uh, more than Scott Snyder. He has surpassed uh, the master at this point in my mind, too. His stuff has been really good and solid. And I just I I was totally wrong about him. Well, you know how some writers like it flows better in your head when you read it. Like he, he flows better in my head than Snyder does. Like it just, 
everything clicks with me no matter what genre he's in it just it's his writing just is very understandable <laughs> yeah all the dark metal stuff that, that scott snyder stuff that he did he went down a rabbit hole that i did not want to go down and ever since then i've been kind of turned off i do like that firefighter one the female firefighters dark spaces that was really good and what he's doing with um with amazon he's got a lot there's a western one you would like a lot called canary that's really good what's it on on amazon what is it called uh comiXology unlimited or com you know it's comiXology direct oh okay yeah exclusive he's pretty much doing stuff at image and and on that app but he always has like new comics on comiXology i might have to bite the bullet and just buy that then that's you it's only six bucks a month you said well, I mean, you can get that and Night of the Ghouls, like, was really good. Um, the other one that he re- he released Night of the Ghouls to print eventually, and and same with the uh, that other religious one with angels and stuff. I forget what that one's called, but it had Capullo drawing it. We are yeah. demons, I think, is what it's called. We are demons. Yeah, yeah, it was like three issues. Yeah. Bless you. Wouldn't be a podcast without you seizing. <laughs> allergic to podcasts. Yeah, she's allergic to me podcasting. Now, where monsters lie is Kyle Starks, who's one of my favorite writers right now, and Peter Kowalski doing the art. It looks really great. I'm um, looking at this, some of these pages, and it's got a scratchiness to it that I really love. Um, looking forward to this. Uh, I love. I've heard really good things because um, I know that the guys that own that Challengers comic store had preview copies of this, and they're always oh. uh, pumping this. Now I'm probably going to sit out Masters of the Universe, Masterverse. Probably will, probably won't dip my toe in that one. I like this stuff. <laughs> do a lot I, of more I'll be net, checking it out. A lot more licensed properties than I do. I do some, but not not that many. But look at the art team. You got Sergio Aragonis. Well, he's doing a cover. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the interior page they sh- share, and it doesn't do anything for me. It's okay. It's fine. It looks very Kelly Jones. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Especially the bottom panel. If you read any Kelly Jones Batman, like when near the time he got it, Night night quest or nightfall that's i like that probably not going to get this stranger things i yeah i haven't even watched it you've never watched the stranger things not yet not a single episode of any of the seasons no wow you would love it what are you waiting for i i don't know i i don't i don't know you're I don't a nostalgia know if it follows guy. in the Goonies thing, and I've never been a Goonies fan, so yeah. And you know what? There is some D and D role playing type stuff in there, and you're not you're not a, a role player, so 
Yeah, but I, I have I have read some like D like Dungeons and Dragons IDW stuff and and really enjoyed it. And okay. I used to watch you talking about cartoons. Do you remember the old, old Dungeons and Dragons animated? I liked that. Yeah. Yeah, you need to, you need to you need to watch that. I've just never got. I, I guess I don't have the imagination to pretend. Like yeah. roll roll dice and say, oh, I I just shot twelve arrows at you. You know, no, you didn't. I didn't see them come. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. I don't. I, my brain. I don't know. Maybe it's my engineer side to it. I just I, I don't have that side of a brain. That's why I read so much because I I can't imagine it on my own. Maybe because I don't. I read more comics and don't read. No, don't read novels. <laughs> that could that make that makes sense. We'll we'll have to put you on session. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like your brother's spending a lot more time in gaming land than he is in comics lately. Yeah, they've been doing um, a ton of those RPG podcasts, um, and yeah, so it, and then he plays a lot of video games. A lot yeah. of video games. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if he read. He said he, he promised me he was going to read some comics on his vacation this week, but I haven't checked in to see if that's the case. Oh, is he off for the next two weeks? Or he was, he was off week? for this week. He's off oh, okay. this week. So, um, for him to not be here for the podcast, you know, speaks. Yeah, he could have got, got this stuff done another day besides podcast night. But hey, my loss is the listeners' gain because they get to listen to you. <laughs> They're probably tortured right now. <laughs> and then we have uh, Space Job number one, David Goodman and Alvara Sarasica. And this is. Uh, it's like a sci fi thing. Like an Orville type thing? Yeah, it sounds like a captain on a ship, but I didn't go for this one. I didn't I didn't get this one. Orville. Did so you, if it's, did if you, it's did, like Orville, I might I might check it out. Murky World is uh Richard Corbin. I think I actually have this like in a different Kickstarter version of a book. Because Richard Corbin is very prevalent in like heavy metal and stuff in a horror genre. I'm really happy that Dark Horse has a Star Wars license back, at least something. The kids <laughs> line, the all I hope, ages. I hope it. I hope it does well. I'm not reading any of it, but I hope it does well. <laughs> yeah, that was another one that I cut back on. Like I, I got into the thing like. Well, I was so into the Star Wars, I just didn't have time to read it. And yes, they're probably good investments because you never know what's going to pop up in it. But one of the things I, you know, we're talking about things to hate and collecting. I, 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 I hate carrying around comics and having to merge them. Mm-hmm. I also hate the idea of selling them. Like, I've sold comics before on eBay and I fucking hate it. Like, I... 
it, it that's one thing that I'm going to have to do eventually, and I just absolutely hate it. I hate to deal with the people. I hate to deal with having to package it and go to the post office. I I, I would want to charge shipping and handling because that's your time. I mean, it's time to pack it. It's time to drive it to the, you know, spend gas to go to the post office to get the box and then to pay for the packaging. Like, that's why they call it, you know, postage and handling. Right. Yeah. And it, then having to deal with people. I, how to, yeah, deal with awful people, a lot of them. So, well, yeah. I mean, the only thing I was successful at is if I had a comic book and I thought it was like, a nine five, I would give it a VF just because I didn't want to deal with it, if you know what I mean. Right. So I would always, I would always, I would know what the grade is because I have a grading guide, at least the way comics were graded, um, you know, with the very fine and the uh, VGs and the the good old days. And yeah, the good old days. I know how to grade them. I, I have the guide to look at as a reference. And then I always just knock it down a grade just because I don't want to deal with anybody. Right. Um, because they'll, there, there's like people, I always say this to, to people. There's people that, if, if you've ever watched Clerks, that with are like eggs. that guy with the eggs. Yep. And I don't like to deal with that. Like that's not the fun part of comics. That's to, that's horrible. When, you, you remember <laughs> if you've been listening a long long time, I don't know if you remember when Bob was on the show, the third I, host. I, I I started when Bob was on the show, but I don't know if I started at the very beginning. He I would think pull, it was towards the tail end of his. Well, on podcast. on Wednesdays when we'd go to the comic shop together. He would grab like the stack of comics out of the new release rack, like all of the same one, and he'd look at them in the light. And he'd go down and he'd pick the the one that was the most pristine, and he'd put all yeah, the every time he'd right. go through every single one. I'll be like, "What are you doing, dude?" It's like I just want <laughs> the best one. Like that's crazy. And see, I don't have the patience for that. Like no. I don't, that I don't even find that fun, like no. at all. I. So there's parts of the hobby that I, I don't like, and that's one of my least favorites. Like like when I went to Albuquerque and went to go buy back issues, the the place that I went to, they were they grade real specific and they would have like, oh, this is, you know, like a seven point five. And she had actually opened to and she says, Really, this is like a nine, but here's why I graded it, because somebody on the the letters page marked it with a pen, you know, <laughs> like, so like, yeah. I, and I was like, I don't care. I want the comic book, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't find that appealing. Yeah. That, that's, that's another turnoff of the hobby. Yeah. I, I really like reading them though. <laughs> well, you have that horror story that you mentioned last time with coach. What's his name? Yeah. So like, uh, yeah, I don't yeah. want, to handle i don't want to deal with coach yeah landis coach landis yeah you don't want any coach landis <laughs> in your life yeah, yeah for sure and th- that's what it's going to be so i don't have a i, I i'm like i'm gonna have to 
build my little display and just do regional shows and sell them all that way. Hang out and and sell at, at regional comic cons. I think Aaron Myers has it right. Like, um, I think he's got a flow going that works for him, and he he sells stuff regionally, and he sells stuff through his Facebook store and eBay, and uh, he seems to do well with it. He's I thought not, he did like I thought he little, did Instagram and Twitter too, didn't he? Yeah, he does Instagram. He doesn't sell on Twitter. He posts what he bought. He says, "Oh, I got this for five cents or whatever." But he never, he never like puts it up like for sale on Twitter. It he sells it off of Instagram and sells off of his Facebook page. And no, I still but, buy from him. But, but if, uh, he, if he posts he, two not, things that he bought that are the a, same. And, and you see, yeah. and you want it, you'll tell him on Twitter, you'll tell him I'll take that. <laughs> right? So you well, might he, not I, sell I, on Twitter, but you try to buy on Twitter. Well, I, I t- he never says yes, because the stuff I want, he wants to keep. So, uh, like, I always know he's going to say, like, over my dead body is, like, one of his responses to me. <laughs> because... He posts a lot of obscure stuff that nobody cares about, but I do. And um yeah, I'll I'll want those. Like those are the ones that I usually reply to. I want the stuff that nobody else wants, if that makes sense. Yeah. But you also want the stuff people want too. <laughs> you want all the stuff. Yes. Yeah, I I I would want every comic book, but I'm being a little more I'm trying to be a little more selective instead of the Homer Simpson mentality in the back issue department. Like let's like this year I'm I'm going to focus on Doom Patrol and Iron Man and Cap, you know, like volume 1. And that's it. I, yeah, I if mean, I if run you... across a if I run across Adobe Gillis or or something real obscure, I will get that as well, but I'm not going to like actively seek it out if that makes any sense. Yeah, if you stop entirely buying new stuff, you still have runs to fill in and you can uh, fill your collection and still be around 100,000 comics, which is pretty freaking impressive, dude. Yeah, I'm probably already there because um, I haven't inventoried a whole closet like that. That's a task for when I have time. But uh, oh, you're at a hundred thousand already. I think I am because I have an inventory, an entire guest bedroom's closet of comic books. Yeah, that could easily be a thousand comics or more, <laughs> or or ten thousand comics or more. Yeah, so it could be ten thousand. Yeah, it'll be close. Yeah, I knew you were in the nineties. And I, I have two boxes down here that I have an inv- I have an inventory like two long boxes that I bought from Eric that are like the Flintstones and Bugs Bunny stuff. I, I bought a lot of funny books from him, and I haven't inventoried them yet because they're the hardest to inventory because they're a lot of Dell and Gold Key, and they don't number them on the cover. They put it inside the Indicia. 
and it's like you have to open up every single one and oh. figure out what number it is. Yeah, it sucks. You went, you went to Wisconsin to Kawabunga? No, he he uh he got a, he got a somebody sold him a bunch of like obscure stuff, and he knew I was into the Looney Tunes, and he's like, "Well, I'll give you these for like less than a dollar each." And I said, okay. Sold. So he actually, yeah, he shipped me out two long boxes. I still have to inventory. That'll be fun. It'll be like Christmas. Yeah. I just don't like to inventory those because they're not collector friendly in terms of I have to unbag it. I have to look in the Adisha to find out what number it is and then inventory it. What if you just had your app? What if you just had your app open uh, to that and then you pulled the cover out and matched the cover? If there were like 10 issues in that, that would be good. But if you have like 300, it's a lot of scrolling. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I was thinking short runs, but back then they, they weren't short runs. Yeah, those those Dell runs and Gold Key runs ran a long time. But anyway, we're in Hellboy. I skipped over all the Manuela stuff. I got out of the habit and then never went back. The good folks at Comics for Fun and Profit have been doing two episodes a week um, for quite some time now. And it's all thanks to, first of all, Jason. And second of all, our patrons who allow us to add the space on our server, broadcast more, store more, share more with you listeners. I'm envious of those of you who have unlimited storage and media server capabilities. We we pay for ours here at, at the C4FAP. It ain't cheap. We thank you so much for those of you who go to patreon.com slash comicsfunprofit and contribute at any level to say thanks, to say I want to be a part of your Slack channel, conversations, I want to get exclusives, I want to get early access, I want to get ad-free access, I want to get swag, I want to get some free stuff. Whatever your reasoning is, we appreciate it at any level because it does make a difference. So from the bottom of Kyle and I and Jason's heart, thank you for contributing. I haven't read the Kevin Smith stuff yet. I no. need to still get to that. I'm a fan of his, so I I definitely bought him. I read that first issue. It was okay. A quick stop? Yeah. Not enough for me to keep reading, though. I still want to see that movie. I'm waiting for it to stream on something I have. Yeah, the new Clerks. Yeah. The Ones was really good. I enjoyed that first issue a lot. Um, Bendis, who knew? But a, a, Jake, a, a guy named Jake, Ed, Jake Ed, Edgar was the uh, also a writer, and he did a good job. I'm not sure who did the, the most heavy lifting, if it was Bendis or him, but I really like that first issue where they kind of put the team together. It's pretty cool. Cool concept. Mm-hmm. I'm always intrigued by these, uh, like the final girls, but the cover price keeps me away from trying these things. Yeah, these have the, were these out and they're just now being collected, or are these OGNs? Uh, some of them are original OGNs. Some of them are 
in print for the first time. They were digital and. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I am getting a spy superb. It's Matt Kent. I like him a lot. He is he is a cool dude. Matt Kent, yeah. Oh my God! Like you need to get stuff signed by him. He'll light your book on fire. He'll <laughs> cut out a page and on a certain page, <laughs> and it it's so fun to watch it. Like. Because some people are like, well, can you sign it? And he's like, well, do you want a standard or do you want the, the super sign? And he, they, most people say, well, I want the super sign. And then he pulls out a lighter and lights a page on fire. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's fun to watch him like, look at, like, be shocked if they don't know what he's going to do. You, uh, that, you, would you freak out if he did that to one of your books? Oh, he did. He I've had him I can't remember there was one called Red Hand or I can't remember what it was called but that's the one he burned and then I had another one I think it was about the giant and he cut he like uh took out scissors and cut out a page there, it, it's a purposeful page though it doesn't destroy the story like he knows where to cut and he knows where to burn do you know what I mean <laughs> well, yeah, I would hope so. That's cool. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty fun. Plus, he's a fun guy. Like, he he just he he lives life. His wife is cool as hell too. Him and Jeff Lemire are just awesome people. Yeah, I can see that. And they're buddies, so. <laughs> Looking forward to reading Shock Shock Shop, but it I haven't read it yet. Yeah. Same with Only Teenage Wait Wasteland. I've got that first issue sitting there. I want to read that one. Dead Mall, you seem to love, but uh, I haven't. I I don't understand it. Like I. Ah, yeah, that's where I, just, I mean I, I'm 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 also confused, but I'm in, I'm also enjoying it a little bit. I don't I don't love it. But I like it. Did it talk about that in the first solicit? Like it was a sort of like a mall that's alive. I don't, I don't it's remember. Like, any it's of like that, a living. No. I thought it was going to be like uh, more like Dawn of the Dead, you know, in the shopping I, mall. Yeah, I thought it was a zombie living. Yeah, but it's not. Type, no, not so far. It, the mall is an entity in itself. And I, I just don't get it because there's like an, a scene on the last one with the escalator that seemed to like go forever. And the one kid like just decided, well, I'm going to jump off. And the other one just kept riding. I, I, I don't know. It's just so bizarre. It, it is. It is. It's, and, you know, I, I can't like say it's a great comic, but I, I I'm interested. You're entertained, yeah. You're you're and along I, for the ride. There's two I'm, books that I, I I scratched my head. This one and the uh, astronaut down from aftershock. Like I I I get the general principles, so I can discuss it with somebody. But I just don't like. If you ask me to describe the inner meaning or what what's really, I I can't 
I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't read that one either. Yeah. Big fan of Resident Alien. It's finishing up its uh, sixth volume, maybe. I'm looking forward to White Savior. Um, it just looks weird. It looks like a comedy thing. I thought that was the one that was like a samurai thing. Yeah, but it's like a guy that, I don't know, drops out of nowhere and he's like a guy out of time. Yeah, those can be fun. Uh, I should put, he he actually uh, wrote to me. Not too many writers write to me as like, oh, would you like to interview me kind of thing? And yeah, the thing. And it's like, no, I don't interview. Like I, I, I I've never been interested in that. But uh, you know, that's maybe I should have thrown him. Uh, Send him our way. Jason. Send yeah. him to Jason. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, Eric Nguyen. Because I've never been into that. I like interviewing collectors, but I don't like interviewing like writers or artists. Too much prep. I've had writers on, on artists on our show, but it's more like buddy talk. Right. You know. I did a couple back in the day, but it's been a long time. The only guy that I've like professionally talked to about something coming out is Andrew Peepoy. But he but I'm like a super fan of Andrew Peepoy's. Yeah. Did he do a guesser cover? I want him to do a guesser cover. I haven't asked him yet. I have one cover done. Nice. And it's the interior the the interior uh, artist that did it. One of my goals this year is to have it lettered. So oh, I'll move to the next two step. weeks. You've got two weeks. No, not this year. Sorry, next year. <laughs> <laughs> you better go get on it. Yeah. Is I Bill's really done? like Gru. Is Bill's Bill's, done? Bill's, far, Bill's farther. He's he's got it lettered. He's got the art done. I think he just has to put it together and do the cover and then the logo. And I think he has a logo. He just hasn't put the logo on the cover. Is he going to kickstart it? I don't. I don't know. I don't know what he's waiting for. I'll tell you the truth, because I think he's close. He's a lot closer than I am. Well, I would think in your four to six hour talks every other Sunday that you guys would would talk about that stuff. <laughs> and we nailed do occasionally. Nailed We're time. procrastinators. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. Like if I had eight months off, I would definitely. Oh yeah. Get it. I, exactly. That's exactly. It, it takes time. <laughs> creative stuff, especially creative stuff. I'll be honest with you. I work so damn hard during the week. I'm exhausted in the weekend and I just want to veg and I don't always get to veg. I got to take care of some stuff, but I want to read and just get ready for the the week. (laughs) Does, 
do you get that little bit of dread on Sundays that you're like, oh, my weekend's almost over. I'm going to have to go back to work. Sunday nights are when reality sinks in. And you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. And then Friday is my favorite day of the week because it just feels like I have that extra day the next day. And then Saturday night, I'm still feeling pretty comfortable. And Sunday night, I feel like crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Saturdays are pretty pretty awesome. You read like 10, 20 comics on Saturday sometimes. I read, the, I read the bulk of my stuff on Saturdays, but... I, I've been trying to be better and trying to like spread stuff out during the week. This week I've been bad, but uh, the last two weeks I've been really good. But you want to jump into to dynamite? Yeah, man, this is you're you'll probably have to do the heavy lifting here. I don't read it much. I don't read much of their stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna get Draculina. I'm excited for that. I like Draculina. I like. I like uh, Christopher Priest on this stuff, and uh, I'm, I'm Barbarella is really good as far as like reading good sci-fi. It, it I'm gonna is watch really it because it's got Sydney Sweeney yeah. as Barbarella. I'm I'm down for that. <laughs> I I enjoy the hell out of Barbarella comics. They're they're a geek brunch favorite. We like that. I've and- bought the Mad. Balls and Garbage Pail Kids, but I haven't read it yet. It looks crazy, but what really got me to buy it isn't the fact that, oh, it's just a dynamite, I gotta get it. But uh Sholly Fish is really talented. He he writes a lot of all ages DC comics. He does some he's of the really uh, Scooby Doo stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, he's just he's well versed in like continuity and stuff, so when he does Scooby Doo and like a team up he like digs deep in the catalog and he like gets the voices right. And like, I just like him. So yeah, this is more of a, probably a Kyle thing. Like the one mad balls were around, like I was already phasing out of toys when mad balls are around, but my brother had mad balls. So I know what they are. And cabbage pale kids were around for garbage. Pale kids were the cards, but I never bought them. I mean, I'd look at people's car- bought the cards and it's like this is a gross card. But <laughs> is, does Barbarella have any kind of special powers, or is she just like a sci-fi adventurer? She's like a sci-fi adventurer, but I think she was cloned. Like, okay. I don't think she. But Barbarella, God. That was one of the first things I ever watched on Fox was Jane Fonda in Barbarella. <laughs> I don't remember that one. Yeah, it's a movie. Um, I don't know if what came first, if the the novels and the books came out first, or if or if Barbarella the movie came out first. But I just like Dynamite. I'm I'm not getting Darkwing Duck. I, I did get gargoyles because I'm really curious, and I got I got the facsimile edition because it's Amanda Connor. Yeah. To see where it goes. I'm kind of I, interested I, in uh, getting. Uh, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm kind of interested in this um, coffee table book, Supercade, that they're doing. Uh, visual history of the video game age, eighty-five to two thousand one. That looks pretty. Oh yeah. Ra- that looks really rad. 
Those are fun. Yeah. I wonder how this is really a book book, not a comic a book, right? Book, it's a book book, yeah. But yeah, I've been, yeah, it's got like all the systems I've had. Yeah. I had an NES. I didn't go get a Super NES. I had a Sega. I was a Sega guy. So I was like, I had the Sega Master System, the Genesis, the Atari. I had Atari, but not the Atari Jaguar. That was like the the higher end 16-bit. I never had a PlayStation, but I had a Dreamcast and an Xbox. So I had um, I was a Nintendo guy. I did not go Sega. I shied away I, from them. I, I was driven by the sports, and I'm even thinking about getting a gaming system because I found out my neighbor is into the Madden, and uh, <laughs> I, w- I would love to play him Madden because that that's like that's the kind of games I like to play. Is Madden it's changed a lot, and, man. When's the last time you played? Um. PlayStation 2. Okay. Madden now is... uh, Xbox. Is rough. It's tough. You might pick it up, no problem, but I I struggled with it because I hadn't played for a long time, and I was like, oh, geez. Yeah. I have have an Xbox One. I actually told him, but I I, I would always have a strategy, and I used to have a coworker, and we'd play till like 3 in the morning and then go to work. (laughs) It was crazy. We were very addicted to it. Oh, I used to love uh, that. Too, Red yeah. Sonia, Hell Sonia. I think I read the first issue and liked this one. It was pretty good. I love the Sonia stuff more than I do the Vampirella stuff. Cherish, I, I need to get into. This was actually desi- a character designed by Silvestri, who I'm a big image founder guy. And uh, he created... Uh, the look and feel of Cherish. Lord of the Jungle, Tarzan, you can't go wrong. And it's written by Dan Jurgens. First issue just came out recently. Okay. That makes sense. Sweetie, I, I liked uh, as a first issue. I thought it was good. Unbreakable Red Sonia, I haven't read yet, but it's Jim Zub. And he's known for doing Conan. He's got the new Conan at Titan coming out. Vampirella Strikes. This one is like the if you wanted to go back to the 90s and read the Harris run, this mm. is what Vampirella Strikes is like. Okay. And then there's Vampirella versus uh Red Sonia. They have a lot of good writers like Dan Abnett is writing it. And they their artists have picked up their game, I I think. Like there's some samples down there from interiors from issue 1. I never thought it was that bad. I mean, others used, other people used to poo-poo it a little bit, but I thought it was fine. I never had a problem with their art. Yeah. I, they're they're very pulpy, and there's not a lot of, like, thinking. And maybe that's why I like, I, I like Dynamite so much. <laughs> it's like a, a, a Zenoscope type. I, yeah. I like those because I can just tune Zen, out. Zenoscope, Zenoscope is a little more, in my opinion, sophisticated. Like the stories are more, 
they're well written. Everybody gives shits on them because oh, the cover's got some babe on it. But they're they're big into continuity and building their Zenoscope library, and it it is it, it, it's really good storytelling. Dynamite's a little more like I'll, I'll I'd like to decompress at at the end of a hard work day, and I just want to like just escape for five minutes before I go to bed. <laughs> right. That's that's the kind of reading that where you know like where you're your mind isn't like fully ready to think and you just want to enjoy something before you go to bed. That that's the way I think of dynamite. That's all comics for me. Perfect escape before I go to bed. Oh, I have to read mine in the morning, the majority of them, but yeah, uh, I'm a night guy. Puts me to sleep. Are we going to do aftershock too, or no, no, Nope, we're done. Okay. Now let's shoot go. over to our good friends at Cover Price. And I believe you're going to take us through the top 10. All righty. Let me see if I have it up here. Cover Price. The runner's up, and this is the the real stuff. All right. So we have at number one, um, Joker, the man who stopped laughing, the Lee Barmejo cover. Uh, no, no special reason other than it's it, it it's just an awesome looking cover, I think. Awesome cover, yeah. Yeah, that and you know sometimes I look at these and I'm like, you know, big deal. I I, I hate to say it, but you sold 14 copies on eBay. I don't care. <laughs> it's but not this that big of a deal. Eight. Well, I, I, that's just what I think. Like 14 copies could be three dudes that that are just trying to buy up that issue. Yeah. Yep. Um. So, but but this is pretty substantial. They sold 86 copies. That's that's more substantial. In seven day trend, 142 percent with a high of 20 dollars for a raw copy, and 12 dollars for a fair market value. And it's a five dollar book, so it you know it's you made a seven dollar profit if you just go off the fair market value. I don't. I don't so, know what that uh, means. Fair market value, it's what you should pay. You shouldn't pay twenty, is what they're saying. Yeah, but they don't list it all the time. Cheaper. Sometimes they include it, sometimes they don't. Um. So I, I don't understand the fair market value. Why do, why doesn't everything they list have a fair market value then? Yeah, and who are they to say what a fair yeah. market value is? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're volunteers, right? I mean, they might be Well, a lot of these guys are spec people. I mean, they all have YouTube podcasts if you want to track them down. <laughs> and uh they're they're they know sort of what is selling but they're also like wizard magazine they kind of drive the demand even if it's not there because a lot of people listen to them yeah i think the cbs people cbsi people and the cover price people don't like each other seems like sometimes they throw shade at each other about their picks yeah a lot of time there's a lot of overlap though yeah um 
so this is Amazing Spider-Man number one, the uh, M&M cover. You've talked about this, I, th- I think, yeah. two weeks in a row. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, if you got in on it, great. Um, it, it'll probably hold its value if it stays to the number of copies that it had, because there's a lot of M&M people that probably want this. But uh, yeah, might want it forever. I have no interest in it. Yeah. I... Uh, I don't know. I've never been. I, I I like Opus Comics. You know, you talk about mashing music with the the medium, but uh, I don't know if I'm so much into having a character on the cover. I I get it. I get I get if you're a fan, you probably want that, but uh, that's not for me. Yeah. Uncanny X Men two two twenty nine from nineteen eighty eight. This this one's interesting that this is getting hot because it, it appeared uh, if you've read Wolverine with Patch in Mandapore, a tiger tiger is a really big deal in that comic book, and uh, it's her first appearance in, in this uh, this comic book. And there's she's supposedly speculating to have a ca- casting announcement in the Daredevil Born Again series, so. That will be interesting. She's a real strong female character, and she's kind of like a gang lord in Mandapore. So you got to kind of be pretty badass to to be in Mandapore and uh, be a leader. And and that's Tiger Tiger. So there you go. Yeah, it's kind of got uh, me geeked up. I think I want to finish. I still haven't finished the Netflix um, Daredevil, so I, I probably need to go back and finish that season that I haven't finished yet. I haven't either. I haven't finished season three. I still need yeah. to do Iron Fist. I no, I I think I did Iron Fist. I did Jessica Jones. I need Luke Cage season two. I haven't done. I haven't done Luke Daredevil Cage. season three. But in in all fairness, I I get like I can't just like go back to back to back. I'll like do a season uh, uh, as I'm exercising, and then I have to take a break and move on to something else. Because I, I just can't do like season after season. I I need to switch it up. Um, do you have Apple? I just canceled it because. Severed Severance. No, I just watched uh, Ted Lasso. Okay. We 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 had one of those things like where Barb got a new phone from Verizon and we had Apple for a year, and. We we don't have a lot of time to watch TV together because I get home from work, I watch one TV show with Barb, and I pass out. <laughs> right. And then I get ready for the morning, <laughs> and I I get up like at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. and get on the elliptical and watch some TV. But uh, yeah, I there's there, they look like a lot of quality TV shows on Apple, but the thing I w- wanted to really watch was Ted Lasso. And we 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 marshaled through that. Yeah, I good. love it, and, and I will renew it as soon as Ted Lasso comes back on. So uh, that was Uncanny X Men, and then we have Spider Man: The Lost Years. This is becoming big because of Hollow's Eve. If you've been reading Amazing Spider Man, I think it's fourteen. You, uh, it's like a prequel to to uh, the Dark Web. You kind of learn who who hollows eve it it really surprised me who it was 
and how she became Hollow's Eve because I didn't expect it to be driven by Madeline Pryor, but uh, I was pretty surprised on who it was. But this is her first appearance is in Spider-Man The Lost Years number one, which is hot. And that one had 24 copies sold, seven-day trend of 133%, a high sale of $65 for a CGC 9.8 and a raw near mint of 15 that's still pretty good because that was a, a book you could probably find in the $2 or dollar bin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I have that. I have a lot of comics, but I don't think I have Spider-Man the Lost Years. I have everything else. Um, Daredevil 254. This is 1988. This is because of the, the new TV series, Born Again. And this is the first uh, appearance of uh, Typhoid Mary. She's she's a big uh, player in Daredevil, and she's schizophrenic and crazy, and she's dating the Kingpin now. So it's like, what the hell? Um, I'm used to Vanessa being uh, the Kingpin's woman, but uh, now he's with Typhoid Mary. We got uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. This is a one in twenty-five. I don't get the ratio variance, but this one is selling pretty good because it has a high sale of eighty dollars for a raw copy. That's pretty high uh, for a one in twenty-five. Because usually a one in twenty-five, I think twenty-five bucks. That's just the way I think. And uh, this one's going for eighty, so it's quite quite high. What was that guy's name that was a Moon Girl fan? I forget his name. Rock. Rock, yeah. Rock. Yeah, yeah. Rock. He's got to be happy about this one. Yeah, he's probably happy that he's coming all, all back now. Yeah. Infinite Crisis number five, the regular edition. This is because Blue Beetle, they released the Blue Beetle uh, movie poster. Um, I'm really happy about who plays him. It's the guy that's in the the karate uh what is that show called karate kid cobra kai (laughs) cobra kai thank you yeah karate kid is a legionnaire (laughs) but uh i i'm all caught up on uh cobra kai and i i like i like the casting of that i i think he's gonna be great yeah i mean is not my favorite he's not my favorite blue beetle um ted cord is but uh there's been a lot of, you know, there's been Dan Garrett, Ted Cord, and now Jaime. And everybody before, Jaime's more driven by, like, armor. All the other ones before him. The first guy was a scarab. Ted Cord was more like a guy with tech, um, who the Watchmen a, guy is based out of. If I was a betting man, I would have thought that we would have got a Booster Gold movie before a Blue Beetle, but... What do I know? Well, this makes marketing sense. Like if people have uh, a Peter Parker mentality because he's like a high school kid. Yeah, I get And uh, he comes across that alien suit. So I I don't know. He could have appeal to people that like Spider-Man. Yeah, makes sense. I think it would be weird to push a booster blue beetle because they're so based on humor when they get them 
two together, it's like a buddy cop thing. But humor is kind of hard to do if you don't cast it right. They'd have to be like the odd couple. You'd have to have like uh, Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau or something. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's true. Some, some two people that work really good together and just naturally. Um, so the first seven days, I actually bought this. Um, I didn't You've... even know it was a bad idea comic. <laughs> I, I, I I was looking at people previews and i said oh i'm gonna get this and uh turned out to be a bad idea comic but uh we're gonna cover it on the next geek brunch but uh we both bought it because we went through previews and said let's buy it we didn't know it was a bad idea comic book but it's selling for a lot and this is one comic i stopped getting bad idea so if i if i can turn around a 40 dollars or 35 bucks I might Heck yeah. I might sell it as soon as I read it. Just read it for the show and then you're gone cuz I bad idea as much as I like their books. I mean they're they're quality books. I fucking hate their shenanigans. Excuse my language. I I I get it. I get that they're I get their concept and they do lean into it. And some of their ideas are funny, but I find it annoying from a trying to actually buy their stuff situation so i'm yeah i stopped if they annoyed me if they annoyed me they're they're high up there yeah yeah (laughs) so i i'm just done but uh so i I bought a bad idea comic by accident and it turns out that there's a huge demand for this (laughs) because nobody bought it and the bad idea fans are like the valiant fans before them they're they're like a cult. I did a Valiant podcast, and you, you'll you understand the cult mentality once you get into it. It's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So I understand that people get rocks and get pins, and I, I get what they're going after. Um, Star Wars Darth Vader, this guy's been in here for, it seems like, off and on for the last five years yeah. but uh it's doc gray for his uh, first appearance but we really haven't i mean we we all think she's coming and they she they, it seems like a slam dunk to me but we still haven't had a single announcement right of any show yeah, I think, or, uh, yeah. yeah it's a pretty a raw of 119 see this is something that would since I stopped getting Star Wars, I might just offload um, just to focus stuff down a little bit. But uh, and then I can still read all the material because it's on the app. Yeah. And it's not going anywhere. Disney is not going to decide to sell Star Wars. I'm sorry. It's just too much yeah. uh, value to them. Conan, I could see, like, you better jump on the print copy because you don't know how long it's going to last or where it's going to be. But uh, Star Wars, now that Disney owns it, it ain't going nowhere. Uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man. This is a Peach Momoko costume B, 1 in 200. And these are the ones that I go kind of big deal. um, Because it's a 1 in 200, I expect the cost to be about 200. Right, better be. (laughs) Because that's what 
that's what a retailer is going to sell it for around or more. So yeah. like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I'm not shocked. Um, they're rare. I, I don't know how much I, I miss the sales numbers. I, I miss I really having, the having a knowledge of where some of these books are just placing, like, are they in the, 20,000 range or are they above that like this one could have been if i had to guess they probably had a 60,000 print run on miles morales i would say relaunch you know it might even be higher i i don't know especially because the movie's coming out this the sequel does diamond even do the rank list anymore i don't i haven't seen it I, and I, I looked in the magazine. It used to be in the back. Yeah. I, I don't think they do. I don't think they have reason to because it's like we don't have Marvel. We don't have DC. We can't really well, do it. It was always a tool for supposedly a tool for retailers to use the whole reason. So if retailers must be getting their information somewhere else or they've, they've pissed Diamond off enough to where – they're just like forget it we're not gonna do that anymore then we're not gonna put a person i kind of like knowing though like where a book stood like knowing how long it was gonna last or how long i used to like that oh yeah when you get when you get issue two because you know i I always want to see issue two issue three what's the drop yeah what's the drop drop Uh, is anybody is there a bounce is there a four a bounce at four because people word of mouth had spread and it's coming back up and you know th- there was all kinds of fun storylines that you could get out of those sales data and i miss it a lot yeah my retailer doesn't like he he really didn't like diamond that well so he's much happier dealing with three entities now instead of one which yep uh, i hear that a lot some yeah some 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 entities like don't like having to deal with three because they're coming in at different times and it's more work for them and more processing and they're all handled differently in terms of how to get them in, entered into the system or but yeah. I I get it I I understand I think it'd be <laughs> I just, a nightmare uh, I I I miss the old days of. Uh, understanding where the books i liked stood and if they were going to make it (laughs) yeah exactly and it kind of gave you a ballpark round of print runs too uh in general oh yeah yeah you're right at rank 11 we've got poison ivy number seven josh middleton foil one in 50 variant all the poison ivy covers are pretty great um this doesn't look anything better than that really it's but it's still nice cover and again it's a one in 50 but it's selling for 60 bucks for a raw so not a big deal and only 11 of them moved uh rank 12 we have wolverine 17 from 1989 the classic john byrne cover let me look at it what's it look like oh yeah i remember that one um 13 copies sold high sale of 145 for a 9.8 um no fair market value no high raw uh rank 13 we have marjorie finnegan temporal criminal number one um 
this one from a couple of years ago has been optioned and we've sold 17 copies of this um, selling for about 13 bucks for near mint raws um it's not too far ago it's to 2021 yeah i remember <laughs> what it, i remember when it came out well this this is an interesting one because uh dcbs would send me extras so i have like I have like seven copies of this uh, number 13 <laughs> because for some reason, I guess they were promoting AWA and the way they chose to give people people books, I guess, is if you bought AWA, you would get a copy. But that makes no sense because you want to give it to the people that don't buy a copy <laughs> to see if they buy a copy. Yeah. And they they did it with like four or five books, like uh the Joneses and this one and uh I can't remember what the other one was. Oh, it was Hit Hit Girl or Hit the Hit. I can't remember what it's called. It was about that girl that would get paid like to get hit. Like she would get beat up by her clients. Oh yeah, what was that? Yeah. But yeah. I have like five copies of each because I I didn't pay for all five. I only paid for one, but they kept sending me like copies. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Maybe they wanted you to give them out, hand them out for thank for Halloween or something. Yeah. Now I can sell them. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till they're optioned and sell them all. Of course, you hate <laughs> selling, but you know. I do. Uh, rank 14, we have Amazing 300 from 1988. Um, quite a key at this point. From its high in 2021 of $8,000 is now about dropped in half. Um, the CGC 98 just sold for $43.20. Um, so people are continuing to pop onto this one. Um, 19 copies moved. Yeah, you sold that for like five bucks, right? <laughs> it was a few hundred. <laughs> it was several hundred, but not not several thousand. I do know that. Um, at rank 15, we have Pandora number one. Frank Miller presents LLC. Uh, doing the publishing there. Uh, let's see, 26 copies sold. High sale of 12 bucks for raw. At rank 16, we have. Poison Ivy 7, the Dan Panosian one in 25. Another 26 copies sold of this um, with a high sale. He's really gotten better, in my opinion. I like it. I I like his art style. Dan Panosian was like a a 90s guy that came out of the Extreme Studios stuff. Well, really? I didn't know. uh, Yeah. And uh, his art is just, it's gotten to be fantastic. He draws that Western with Snyder, the one I'm talking about, Canary. Okay. Yeah, he's really good. He's he's done a couple of books for Boom too. Can't remember what which one he just did. Yeah, I think I've it was of, his own creation. Yeah, he had that one about uh, Las Vegas. That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Deadpool number one comes in at rank seventeen. This is the B the notorious Big cover. Eleven copies sold. High sale of one twenty three fifty for a near mint raw. That's pretty good. At rank 18, the Omega Man number three, First Lobo, continues to move. 
uh, 9.8 selling for $400. Nanny Rinse Raw around $99. At rank 19, we have the first Star Wars from 1977. Uh, this is another one that shows up all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's, this is a perennial one. 18 copies sold. High sale of forty-five sixty for a CGC nine eight, and very fine around two hundred. Wonder what my very kind of good <laughs> coffee would be because I read that <laughs> thing from cover to cover so many times it's ratty. And rounding out, our yeah, top- mine came in uh, one of those three packs. Yeah, yeah, I, I may have gotten it. I don't same. remember where I bought it, but it was maybe a Kmart or something. Yep. Yeah, that was that was a big deal. I like that book. At uh, rank twenty, we've got Marvel Superhero Secret Wars number one, um, because someday in twenty twenty six or so we'll get a we'll get a Secret Wars movie, and we sold fourteen copies of this. And Nobody uh, knows what they're gonna do though, like because there's been several Secret Wars. I think Bendis wrote one of them. Like, wh- which one are they gonna even do? I hope they do uh, Thor's from uh, Second Secret Wars. That was fun. <laughs> I like that. I thought that, that would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, let's take a look at our FOC. Uh, we should probably start with our friends at Lunar. Take a look at some things that are are that are closing on the 18th. Um, you have a chance to pick up. A great Dan Mora action 1051. That's pretty. We've got some Power Girl covers for action on the cover D and the cover F, which is pretty great. Can't go wrong with the Power Girl. I like that Lee. I I like that Lee Weeks where it has a little Superman jumping over a crypto or something. That's pretty great too. That looks really neat. Yeah. It's tough to choose, man. It's tough to choose. I'd go with the Dan Mora though. So it's, why are we... it's the cheapest one and it's the one that's not cover stock and the cheapest one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that's not cover stock you can get for hopefully still three or four ninety nine. Four ninety nine uh, probably on this one. Barbaric hell to pay number one. whole bunch of uh i like that incentive one that looks cool she's sitting there with the axe on top of a bunch of fish looking fish-eyed creatures <laughs> yeah i like that um batman wow, the audio there's adventures. A Batman the Audio Adventures. The uh, all red cover with the melting clocks, like a Salvador Dali type of deal. That's pretty neat. neat. You enjoying this Blue Beetle book? I haven't read it yet. The first one just came out fairly recently. I think last week. Bone check. The Ballad of Bobby Digital. I I never heard of that. What is that? Who's the publisher? I can't even tell who the publisher is. 
but it's 25 bucks but yeah I, it's very rare that i see something i haven't i don't ever seen before and we got uh fifth issue of sergeant rock which is the army of dead always some nice covers there yeah there's a hitler cover yeah That could be my pick. Yeah. Always collectible for a certain collector. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) DC's Harley Quinn Romances. Mike, that's got your name written all over it. You are the romance comic guy. I do like that, but I I am not getting this one. This is one that I'm going to read digitally, but... I'm not going to get. That's such an unusual cover. It is. With Aquaman, you know, you wouldn't think those two would go together at all. No. This Inhyuk Lee cover for Detective 1068. Man, what is going on? I don't know. It looks like some kind of uh, man batter vampire and then we've got the cover d we got a three-headed batman that's pretty trippy oh this dirt declassified looks interesting motley crew oh yeah yeah that's an expensive one too it's it's written by alan moore's daughter too That's well, interesting. Do you think she'll um disown the publisher after she writes it? No, I feel bad for her though. I I really do because Alan Moore could be rich if he wanted to be, and he could have passed that on to her. And he's kind of hurt. He's kind of hurt uh, his co-collaborator Dave Gibbons. And now they're just giving Gibbons the credit because yeah. Alan Moore don't want it. It's really weird. How I Became a Shoplifter, number one. Jason Derulo has a trade paperback. I missed that somehow. Lazarus Planet, another another event. Now some of these trade paperbacks, I don't know where they're coming from. Like I don't, I don't like when I can mouse over or or click on it and not see the publisher. Yeah, it's I don't kind see of the publisher here. It's annoying. Because some of these trades look awesome. Like, I didn't buy them, but they look great. Yeah, they do. They look really good. One bourbon, one scotch, one beer. Golly. Great. Who's the publisher? I don't remember reading these in previews. 
Well, they might also they might be those small publishers that are also distributed by Diamond. So when we get over to the preview site, maybe they'll be at the smaller publishers too. If you recognize the names, you can look them up that way. They'll do a better job. What's the rules on uh, picking a book? Can you pick something that's not? You're a guest. That, you that's can above do, you 10, don't have 10 rules. bucks. You have no rules. Oh, okay. You're a guest. You get to do what you want. Oh, okay. Kyle has that's rules, good. but I got to keep him in check. As long as it's not a ratio, right? I mean, that's just. That's one of my rules, yes. There's a Nightwalkers number one. That's Cullen Bunn, I believe. Yep, that's the Source Point Press. I don't remember. Did this Dead Boy Detectives come out already? This is the second issue they're FOCing. I don't think I've read the first one. Did you read it? I know I didn't read the first one. Okay, so it's not out yet. Snow White Zombie Apocalypse from the Gout Comics. I love public domain. Stuff that one already like that. came out. Which one? We're just re-releasing it. Snow White Zombie Apocalypse. Snow White Zombie Apocalypse. Yeah, I own it. You could maybe you that got a Kickstarter. That one came out. No, I I bought it from Scout. Because I bet you. This one came out. This one came out, and then uh, they didn't come out with the follow-on issues. Because they even won an award. Okay, now here here we go. Tell me why you like Tim Drake Robin more than me. I like it. Well, I'll I'll tell you a couple of things. I I rated the first one a three out of five, and then I because mostly because of the art, not because of the story. I thought I thought the story was decent, but the art was hard for me to. It was hard for me. Like there was pictures i did enjoy like i thought he drew some of the oddball characters that are in that marina like really well um but robin's forehead like it it, tim drake just looked bizarre yes and it, it took a little bit of time for me to adjust but as i read the story this murder mystery and all the things that are going on, it is really good. And I I don't know where this writer came from, but I feel that there's hints of that she really read Tim Drake. And and Tim Drake, you got your brother laughs at him, but what he doesn't realize is he was Robin for a lot longer. And, you know, there, there's Dick. He was the only Robin to have his own title. Like Dick Grayson never had his own title and he became Nightwing. Um, he started in the golden age, but he was always a sidekick, never had his own title. So when they say the world's greatest Robin, it was the longest running Robin. Yeah, but the it's longest kinda, running solo Robin that ever came out. Yeah, but I mean, Nightwing was a Robin, just because he changed he his was, name. He was a Robin, but he was. But you, but if you're comparing <sighs> Tim Drake to to 
Your brother didn't crazy. read a lot of Robin. He read a lot of Robin as a Titan. He was not right. probably not reading him as a Batman sidekick. Right. He read him as a Teen Titan where he was actually a leader yeah. of the Teen Titans. And in Teen Titans, he became Nightwing pretty darn quick. Yeah. Well, if you don't if you don't include the Silver Age stuff um that came before that. If if you're just going with the Marv Wolfman stuff, he he became a a, a Nightwing fairly quick after that. And I I think he is more known like if you throw Dick Grayson out to a majority of population, they're going to say Nightwing. They're gonna not gonna associate him as Robin. Yeah. But and you know, I, I think that's where it comes from. But you know, it's for me, it's probably Damien. My that's probably my favorite Robin. So Kyle. And I, 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 I can I can see that. I and I and I think Damien started off with a lot of hate because he yeah. was one of the biggest jerks. Yeah, but he grew on people. As time he had, he's had great story on. arcs, and and he's his characters evolved so much, and the stuff that he did with the Super Sons I thought was fantastic, and the stuff that he's done in in some of the Elseworldy type stuff with like DC versus vampires and uh the what's the other one where they're like zombies and stuff anyway. But um, even even if you look at like Tim Drake, he's the smartest of the bunch. He's the one that found out he only became a Robin because he found out who Bruce was. He's the best detective. He is probably categorized. I mean, Damien, it's tough with Damien because he grew up a fighter, but he has fought some of the best fighters in the DC universe and won. And even even characters that Batman hasn't knocked down, Tim Drake has. So it like even strategically, like there there's a scene in, in Tim Drake Robin, I, I don't remember if it was number th- it was number two. No, it was number three. But there's a, a clayface character that's taking over the Robins and one of the things that I think she tapped into is he thinks sort of like Bruce because he knows he knows how to take down Dick Grayson. He knows he knows like the he he's like Bruce in the fact that he's registered he, he even like condemns himself. He says, I can't believe I know how to take down all of the other Robins because I know their weaknesses. But that's exactly like Bruce. Bruce had a database of the entire Justice League and how to take down every single one of them. And Tim Drake knew that. Like he he knows where Dick Grayson's weak points are. He knows where Damian's weak points are. He knows where Jason's weak points are. He knows where Ste- he used to date Stephanie. Like they they were a big couple when she was spoiler. Oops. Um, that didn't that didn't stick. <laughs> But that's even written really well because he's he's found out he's sort of bisexual. He's not, you know, totally going over to one team. He's part of two teams. And 
like it's written well how he has to try to deal with the situation with Stephanie, you know, like he he's struggling like to tell Stephanie like what's going on. And it, it's just it I don't know, I just like it. It's really grown on me. I really hate and it. Yeah, I, I I get I get I get that people don't like it, but it's become one of my favorite books. I'm actually caught up on something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all the stuff I, up I, from Lunar. I read the special, the the DC Pride Tim Drake special. Oh yeah. And that was that was drawn like in more standard template and it was really well told really good same writer yeah i really like i really like her writing let's slide on over to image um like a look at deadly deadly did you watch did you watch wednesday on yeah. netflix yeah i loved it well you, you know how well i'm not i'm not through yet but i'm like on episode four you know how that's sort of like uh a murder mystery. Sure. You know, there, there's, there's a character that's killing people and she's trying to figure out who that character is. Like who, who's, who's committing these murders. That's what's happening in Robin. There's like gotcha. a murder mystery and it's really well told. Okay. I gotta talk about it forever, but well, I, I, just <laughs> I get can't. passionate I, about things I like. The, <laughs> art, the, the art is really, really tough for me to get over. Uh, it just it just well, takes Riley me Rossimo, out of it. I've, I I like Riley Rossimo. I mean, he he drew proof. He drew a lot of Image comics, and I really like him. I, it was hard and jarring for me to get him to. I thought he worked okay in Harlequin, uh, because of the nature of that series. But I just uh, don't think it fits a grim and gritty mystery in Gotham. It it grew on me. I. I didn't like it at first either, but yeah, I should give it another shot then. No, I, if you don't like it, why spend your time? I, I just, uh, it, True. it worked for me. There's plenty. Of I comments. almost gave up on it because I read the first issue and I was like, Eek. yeah, that's where you I, know, was. I, I think, well, I, I was like, well, I think, I think this is, you know, how I'm trying to cut back and just read it yeah. on the app. I was like, you know, this is a prime candidate. I can just read this on the app. And I read the next one and I said, nope, I got to have this in print. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Deadliest Bouquet fit, finishes with its fifth issue. I'm excited for, to see how that goes. That's been fun. Uh, I Hate Fairland at number two. Junkyard Joe hits issue three. We're an image, by the way. I'm sorry, Mike. I don't know if I mentioned that. Yeah, and you got all these nice spawn covers. Yeah, There's tons of spawn covers. Yeah, I'm, 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 uh, I want them all, but I'm not getting any of them. I'm proud of you. I'm very proud of you. Yeah. Mike, two I'm years ago, would have bought them all. Two years ago, you would have bought all of them. Yeah, I was even good at the shop today because I saw a couple that I really liked, like really liked and i was very reserved but i would have bought the deadliest bouquet spawn the department of truth spawn all of these i hate fairyland spawn definitely 
when I when they did this for Walking Dead and had a Walking Dead takeover of all the covers of everything, I bought every single comic in the image line that had a Walking Dead takeover. So it was like fifty bucks. Why did yeah. I do that? Why did I do that? I'm look. I it's it's like a it's like half a short box of these Walking Dead covers for books that I wasn't some I wasn't even reading. You know, dumb. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, it, I I wrote down a list of why not to. Like I have like like top ten things, and I have to keep looking at that list to <laughs> convince myself not to get them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Walking Dead hits 53, and What's the Furthest Place from Here hits number nine. That's been great. I love that book. It got weird for a couple issues. It got, like, way too weird for a couple issues, and then it's come back around to, like, really cool and interestingly weird again. That's cool. I really love this Voyages spawn cover. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> Uh-oh, he's having FOMO. Oh, dear. I love what they did with the cape. I just... That is phenomenal. I like the, but I'm uh, a spawn uh, knock for this stuff. Boom gives I us love the 90s characters. The second printing of Once Upon a Time at the End of the World, which is pretty cool looking cover for a second printing i like it a lot and now that collectors have speckers have discovered the the joy of the low print run second printing keep your eye on that one yeah that's so weird back in my day the second print was like i had friends that says i don't even want it I don't want that comic because I can only get it in second print, so I'm not going to even get it. Yep. I remember those. I remember people like that. And now it's like crazy. And this all started back when, do you remember in New 52 days when they would do a, DC would print for an extra dollar, you got the digital code with the book. You remember that? So they'd yeah. have like a regular cover, and then they'd have one that ha- you could get the the digital code with it, and it was an extra buck. Yeah, and that was, it was always like, like the Marvel. Marvel did that. They still do. Yeah, they but they don't but they weren't like they don't charge the extra buck. Yeah, it, it wasn't an like a different UPC. So this was a different code, like a different different book altogether, because this one had the digital code with it, and it was always like really low selling. Well, then it, it wasn't that long ago when they started, people started looking those back up again, because those were the lowest print runs of the, of that version of book. So if you wanted, yeah. if you wanted the first Batman of the New 52, but you want that one because it's because of how low the print run is. I'm like, come on, guys, that's just that's crazy. Yeah. I understand it. I just don't like it. I, I played that game for about two years, and I wasn't having any fun, so yep, I stopped. 
for you know why I stopped because I'm like, why am I buying this if I hate to sell it? Like if if I if I love to sell stuff, it would make a hundred percent sense. Yeah. But it's like I I'm not gonna sell it, and I don't want to. So it makes no sense to get it. What never goes out of style though is buying what you love to read and or getting it some way digitally or whatever um and just reading the stuff that you really like that that you that yeah. you never that never really goes out of style if you just stick did with you those, see the uh did you see the cover for stuff of nightmares num uh cover c that's a castlevania knockoff that's pretty neat which publisher boom Oh yeah, yeah. That is that's a an Nintendo game, right? Yeah, it's like a Nintendo look. First, yeah, for the original NES, yeah. Yep. That's a potential one there. Definitely. We've got Dead Seas number one. This is a Kavan Scott Nick Brokenshire book about ghosts. True call. I'm looking forward to Gru. That's the one I'm. Really? I You're really, a Gru guy? I used to not like Gru at all. And then I started reading it. And I went to a Sergio Argonis panel. And I absolutely fell in love with the guy. And uh, I can't get enough of this stuff. You know, that, there's something to that because, you know, like people like Ben Tipplesmith that was never really on my radar before, but then met him on a con. Kyle and I both met him on a con and talked, chatted him up for a while because his table was dead. And just like, just thought he was just the coolest guy. And then like, and now, now his stuff is better in my eyes because he's cool. If he wasn't cool, his stuff is less, the shine is off the rose. Like Tim Seeley. He didn't. He wasn't nice enough to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I read his stuff begrudgingly sometimes, and I won't read yeah, anything by. They have a. They just have EV, a bad day. Like EVS, I'm never. Re- I'm never reading an even Ethan Van Skyver book, just because I've read of a lot of his stuff. I can't read his stuff anymore. I try to like just put that past me. I'd like um, to. I'd like to, but unfortunately it. Sometimes I'm able to face. do it because I, I always think it's not just him making this thing. And I, I think about that like every time I see a Mel Gibson movie or a, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I just I just watched. Uh, what is, what the hell was that thing called with Harrison Ford? It was uh, Orson Scott, well, Scott Card uh, Ender's Game. And he got really controversial there for a bit. Because of his beliefs, and uh, I I thought that movie was great. Like I haven't read the book, but God, that movie was good. Oh, Ender's Game. I've heard good things about that. <sighs> yeah, I haven't read the book, but it it was the 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 catch to it is phenomenal. Like yeah. I I haven't seen I haven't seen a movie that did what they did. Yeah. 
in an alien invasion type scenario. I, I was like, that is pretty neat. Actually, this episode of Comics for Fun and Profit should be sponsored by Why Did Comic Boxes Get So Heavy? Or maybe When Did Comic Boxes Get So Heavy? Or Why Are We All So Out of Shape? But yeah, back to the show. Are you reading True Cult by any chance? Oh God, that's a good book. <laughs> I, I was like wondering. I wanted to talk to you about that because because you um you when you were younger worked at McDonald's and then there's like a fast food. Yeah, I, I wasn't gonna go. Issue. I wasn't gonna go rob a bank though. <laughs> no, no, no. But I was I just mean, like rob a whole strip mall. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if there's if this if this rings true to Mike um, from his experience if he it, recalls some it of does. this. It does. It's it's written. I it's thought it, written like you you get when you work at a uh, a fast food joint you get a a mosaic look at culture. Yeah. In, in my opinion, because it's a mismatch of uh God, it's of different ages, like diverse ages, diverse cultures, deviants. I mean, yeah. it, you get a lot of of stuff and i think the book captures that pretty well um my opinion i was uh i had retail i i had a work at a a music shop so it wasn't fast food but i still kind of get got a sense of that whole thing you know and it it rang real off really authentically to me and that's why i liked it so much it was like really an authentic book it felt it felt good from the beginning I'm glad I worked there. I, it taught me a lot, to tell you the truth. That was back when they made the fries in beef tallow. Mmm, so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, when I worked at McDonald's, we were uh, polyester. That's how old I, uh, I am. <laughs> brown, brown polyester with those little, like, sun visor hats. It was crazy. <laughs> It was hard to get the smell out of the those outfits. You can wash them twice, and you could still smell grease. And you that predates that there was no McRib. There was no uh, <laughs> what well, else? The, the the McRib came in my lifetime, like when I worked there. I oh, made did a it? McRib. Did it? did it? Yeah. What was a the McDLT bur- what, a McRib? Was it was the McDLT the one that had like cool side? Separated yeah, it was it was my favorite burger to make, and it was my favorite burger to eat. Like I, I love I the McDLT. Yeah. So what happened? And the there, thing man? that was neat about working McDonald's is like they would let us experiment. So like if I had a lunch break, I could make like a a Big Mac out of quarter pounder meat. <laughs> you know, like it, I, I got to do like I could make something that would mix match a McDLT with a a quarter pounder and all kinds of different stuff. Oh yeah, man. I I would yeah. I would have weighed 400 pounds, dude, if I would have worked there. I love McDonald's food so much. I was 120 pounds when I worked there. I was light, but I was a, in a jock too, so I like burn off everything I ate. Did you get free food? Or just discounted food? Uh it got, I think, uh, I think it was fifty percent off. We got a discount. Nice. Sometimes if we work during a rush or like 
they had a good day, the manager would say, okay, it's on me. And they would pay it out of, you know, like if you ran a good service. Nice. There's uh, a lot of good comics uh, in this batch. Yeah. Marvel's got some good stuff here. Looking at Dark Web Ms. Marvel number one. That's got a pretty neat looking cover. I like it. But I don't know who Sabir Perzada is. New Another new writer. Why am I not seeing that one? Am I on the wrong page? Dark Web. Oh, Obama. I see it now. Am I in new releases or FOC? Am I in the wrong thing? I don't know if I am, but I, I saw the dark web, the Miss Marvel. Is that what you saw? Yeah, I am on new releases. I've been doing new releases this whole time. I, I, I've been doing... Well, I thought we were on new... Are we on new, new releases? I think we started <laughs> FOC and we morphed it into new releases. So. We'll, just, we'll okay. just go with it. Let's just finish, this, finish her up. So that's okay. All right. We both, we neither one of us caught it until we're halfway down into Marvel. That's funny. <laughs> really like Captain America's symbol of truth. I, God, that's real, really well written comic. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it's like um, a Patriot Games pace of a comic book. Like, there's just a lot of political intrigue. And it involves like Wakanda and Latveria and all kinds of stuff. It's and it vibranium and ah, it, it, ah, I just like it a lot. I like Black Panther a lot. Gold Goblin was really good, but I'm into the Spider Man. Like Spider Man's, I'm I'm up on two books: Spider Man and uh, Amazing Spider Man and uh, Robin. <laughs> And I've been reading Gold Goblin because it goes with it. We get another Mary Jane and Black Cat story. Yeah. And I, I love the last one we got. So I'm excited about this. Um, I love the J. Scott Campbell. I, I really like the Pete Momoko. It's nice. Nakayama's good. It's a, tough to choose a cover there. They're all pretty nice. Spider-Man Lost Hunts doing a Web of Spider-Man homage for this for, for its first issue. I like that. Yeah, that's cool. I actually like the cover A, though. The skull. That looks pretty cool on a head mount. Wakanda number three. Wolverine has been really good. I'm almost caught up in that. Wolverine and, and X X Force has gotten really good. Enjoying it. Yeah, I I'm um sitting out all the X X stuff for right now. Hopefully hopefully someday I can get back into it. And there's a couple of X books I'm really liking. Uh the Wolverine and the X Force I like a lot. And X Men Red and uh Immortal X Men. Those are the those are the ones I really enjoy, and I'm I'm still reading all the others, but I'm sort of going through the motions, and I'm reading them digitally. So yeah, these ones I'm reading in print. I like 
few dynamites, but they're mo only uh, well, most of them are like variants, expensive ones. What else is happening? Oh, we got Savage Tales coming out. I love those. Those are one shots. Who's doing that one? Am I in the right stuff? Because that Beta Ray Bill, oh, that's a PVC. I saw the Beta Ray Bill action figure at the store. Are you out of Marvel? Are you? Did you swing past Dynamite already? Yeah. Say down in the, um, the other comics and graphic novels, then. Am I even in the right month? <laughs> Where am I? You're fine. You're fine. I'm December 21st. <laughs> That'll work. Okay. That's, that's the one coming up. Airboy 52. Now, was it Airboy 51 that was like the. First one back, or was it 52 that's the first one back? Yeah, it's this one. No, no, it was 51. Because this oh, one is also $10. Did you know that guy died? Chuck Dixon? No, the guy that that owned It's Alive. I'm surprised the book's coming out. Oh. Yeah, he got he got the COVID real bad, and... Uh, yeah. He died. There was probably a vice president. He used to president. do the Kickstarters. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised. I, I stopped buying It's Alive because I didn't know what was going to happen to the company after he died. And he was already, like, sort of late, like, really late. Yeah. So I wonder if somebody picked up. Biden's Titans versus Dracula. There you go. Jesus. Those can't sell that well. well. Bones of gods. Well, uh, Trump's NFT sold out <laughs> at $99 a pop. Like, I know. What the fuck? Oh, my God. That makes me <laughs> nauseous. I can't believe it. I can. <laughs> I just don't understand. We need to retire. <laughs> uh, he'll when he goes to jail, it could be collector's items. Who knows? I guess. Uh, junior number one from Scout. This is uh, Alex Cometa and Sean Callahan doing the writing with Alex Cometa doing the art about a young space marine. It's like Alien, wasn't she a, a space marine? Junior, where where are you? Uh, oh, I see it now. Yeah. You skipped uh, another scout number one, though. Which one? Where did I see it? The, the Bones of Gods. There you go. Tell me about it. Yeah. Well, the cover yeah. looks nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fantasy title. 20 years after an epic battle between the world's gods, civilization has reemerged. From the ashes of that configuration, the gods destroyed each other during the epic fight. Now, if you're into gods, this looks good. <laughs> yeah, I guess. 
Vinja Funk, number one from What Not Publishing. What Not. I like the other one, Alpha Betas. I read that, and Did I didn't you? think I would like it because it looked like something out of a, a Disney cartoon or Nickelodeon, and it was I, I liked it. It was so not in my. It was like a gaming book. It was so uh, not in my wheelhouse too. Right. The gun honeys are awesome. Yeah, the gun honeys are. I actually think I bought all the covers. <laughs> you did? No, that's not. I, that's not going to help did. you. That's not going to help you cut back. Well, that was bo- that was before the cutback though. Oh, okay. When I pre-ordered these. All right. Yeah. Okay. I didn't get this FOC variant though. I uh, I really like the cosplayer variants on these ones. They're awesome. Yeah, they're pretty great. Holy mackerel! <laughs> Holy shoot! They're amazing. Prospects number one from Band of Bards. I'm not familiar with that publisher. Maxwell Majernick and John Franco doing writing and art. And this is a 150-year battle between two mad scientists. Interesting. I ordered it. Oh, no, I didn't order Prospects. It looked too weird to me. I ordered (laughs) several books from Band of Bars, but not Prospects. Okay. Road Trip to Hell from Scout. Nick Dandria. Joaquin Pereira looks like a demon Satanist type of thing. Looks like a comedy type thing. Yeah, with demons. There's a lot of good, there's a lot of comics coming out that week. This is weird. It must just, I bet you next week's going to, the week after it's going to be dead because of Christmas. No, but this is a, usually we have the week of before Christmas and the week of New Year's are dead, dead. This is a lot of comics, man. This is a lot. I think, I think you're going to find the 27th and 28th is going to be non-existent. There will be nothing. A new issue of Sulphur Wells. This is pretty interesting. Wow, another Tangled River comes out. That is really good. What's that? But it's one of those It's Alive's. I don't know if it'll ever finish. It's like a sci-fi... It's just a weird story. It's really hard to describe. It's about sort of like relationships and um, world travel and where they end up. And it's really cool. I like it a lot. Yeah. Boy, I do want this Looker's Sexy Spies box set. That's an avatar. Damn it. (laughs) I wish I could order that. See, they didn't have these available on dcbs you're doomed. these are not these you're are boundless doomed. but they're not they're not uh well this th- if i bought these i would not treat them as as uh 
a new purchase, I would treat them as back issues. No, these are old, no. these are old comics. These are old. <laughs> I would have bought all three of these. I would have bought the Pandora Ancient Rome bag, the Witch Web Witch. Oh man, it's like talking you off the ledge, man. Don't do it. Don't jump. <laughs> You don't get it. These are not boundless. These are the wet. These are avatar books under the boundless banner. Like the, if you looked up the cost of these and you try to buy these on my comic shop, they would be way more expensive for four issues. Which one is than, it? Then if you, uh, these thresholds. So it's a new avatar book. It's an old Avatar book, like from 15, 20 years ago. Okay. And they're bagging – this is like surplus. Remember we were talking about like surplus? Yeah, like boundless does all the time. Yeah, this is is like surplus, but these are hard issues to get. 28, 29, 30, and 31. Yeah. 20-year-old comics that have minor damage. Yeah, I would be all over these. So they were not in. They were not they, in my. Uh, they're not in order. FOC. I would have. I I would have bought them. <sighs> Wonder if Eric can get them for me. I don't think he would have ordered these unless you pre-ordered them or FOC. But them. he can order it now. There's an order button right there. It says order. True. That's true. You're right. He can. Is that your pick, Mike? Are you picking Threshold? Which? What is it? Threshold Wetworks? Let me go to my comic shop and see what they're going for. <laughs> it might be that nobody's going to pick these, but they're hard, they're hard to get. Nobody's ever going to pick these. Nobody's ever going to pick a four-pack. Well, well there's back they're, issues as the pick of the week. You're right. They will be the only well, person. They're not, you don't get it. They're not boundless. They're Avatar. I gotcha. Because boundless didn't exist back then. And Avatar is not going to exist here pretty soon. Threshold Avatar. Wow, 54 issues. So they were in the 20s, right? Threshold Lookers. Yeah, most of the. Most of these are not available. Like they're just Yeah, I'm yeah, looking at like nine dollars. I'm looking at nine dollars a book. If I was to go so nine times four, this the nineteen dollars is way cheaper than if I tried to get these. Heck yeah. <laughs> well, too bad there's three different four bag sets, so you can you'd have to choose. I can't pick all of them. <laughs> no, you can't. See, you collectors would be surprised, but these these early Avatar books they are hard to track down. Well, yeah, I bet you. The, and they're, I bet you the print they're, they're worth listen. like ten bucks or more each, if in, in fine or higher. And then the 
the other one that's hard to get is Verotic, the the Glenn Zangdig books. Glenn Danzig, you know, yeah. the rock star mother. Mother. Well, he has that Verotic um, line, and uh, those are hard to track down too. Yep, this is ah man. I missed out on that. Let Eric know. He'll get him for you. He'll move move heaven and earth to get him for you. <laughs> this new previews had a bunch, and I ordered all of them, and still stayed under my threshold. <laughs> but my right. logic is, these are from two thousand three. They're right. old. Twenty years old, man. Yeah. And sometimes like when I bought one of these bundles, I've gotten like the one in fifties. Yeah, that's for always cool. That's always nice. Yeah. That'll be so you, my pick. You got your pick right? I'll locked. just pick, I'll just I'll just pick one of them, but All right. I'll, Which one? Uh, I gotta find the page again because I got distracted on my comic shop. I bet it's Looker's Sexy Spies. I bet you. I bet you pick Looker's Sexy Spies. They got the Web Witch too. I will go with the Looker's because the Looker's is uh my favorite. They're that's my favorite Boundless comic. I flip, I skim it, yeah. if you know what I mean. <laughs> yep, I uh, I totally will uh, do this one. This, I'll do the Threshold Looksy, Lookers Sexy Spies bag. It, it's one of those ones, though, that I'm picking and I'm, I haven't ordered yet because I didn't have the option to order these. That's all right. And I'm going to go with Mary Jane and Black Cat, number one. I'm going to go with the J. Scott Campbell cover. So my pick is boring compared to Mike's. Cool well, I already know carpet. mine is worth more. You, you've already you've already <laughs> scored. Yours is in the bag. Yeah, literally I've in the bag. Scored, yeah, I've already scored. If I tried to buy these off of eBay or, or my comic shop. Yeah. Mike, where can um where can people listen to more of your uh, pontification? Well, I want to I well, well I want to say one more thing. I want to pick my FOC because I didn't. Uh, well, we, that's because we FOC. got derailed on our FOC halfway through. We didn't even finish the FOC. Yeah, but we started off okay. We were in and, lunar. Uh, we just we didn't do anything else. I know. That's why I'm gonna pick it off of lunar. Okay, you pick you pick a. I'm going to pick the Motley Crue book. All right. What's it called? I'm looking for it, but that's the one I Was it in Luna? Want to pick. Did you watch that uh Motley Crue Pamela Anderson thing on Hulu? That was so good. No, I never. Never saw that one. Damn it. It was in Lunar. I'm just trying to find it. I can't remember what it was called. 
Night Shift? No. It's something Motley Crue. Oh, it's called Dirt Declassified. Motley Crue Trade Paperback. Jesus. Like, you're breaking all my rules. But you could get a night... Well, it's it's just a $20 book. <sighs> now, I've it's got no more than It's no more than my Avatar bundle. <laughs> yeah. Mike picks two $20 books. <laughs> I know on one of them I've made out. The other one, I don't know. I'm gambling on Motley Crue fans wanting to get this. I'm going to pick the Salvador Dali. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to pick... What was the what was the other one you liked? I'm gonna I'll, I'll pick that one for you. Action Comics 1051 Lee Weeks. Okay. But there's the Hitler cover from Sergeant Rock. Nah, I refuse. You can change your pick, but I'm not picking it. Are we good, Mike? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Motley Crew, but you can. You can reach me at uh, at Mike Myers Brunch. I had to think there for a bit. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you can send me an email at mike at comicbooknoise.com. And you can find me at Geek Brunch, Geek Brunch Retro, and uh, DC, Sp- DC Noise. Um, I do DC Spotlight there. But uh, I have, and Mike M's Weekly Reads, I have like four podcasts. But used to that's be where you can find me. He's paired used down. Used to be 10. And I think Jason asked me a question for the show, and I can answer it real quick. He asked if I ever, ever podcasted with Aaron Myers, and the answer is yes. I used to do a, a comic book podcast called Mike M's Collector's Corner, and I talked to Aaron on there. So I did podcast with Aaron Myers. $5 pickup. 12 cent pickup. Yeah. 50 cent pickup. <laughs> yeah. He, <laughs> well, he, uh, I, I don't know how true it is. And I, I, I think he's got to be in the hole based on some of the books he's been posting because he has to buy boxes of these things. So he has to go. I, I like joked with him online. I said, this last batch of books, you have to like call your wife, right? And say, I'm going to go dump, you know, like, eight grand or 10 grand on this and we'll make 30 grand. But I, I know what's happening. <laughs> I know what you're, you have to pay for this. And uh, he said, yeah, you, you kind of guess what's happening. I have to call my wife and convince her that's the right thing to do. All right. Hey man. Thank you very much for coming Sorry on the show. Sorry to keep you up and uh, vectoring you uh, <laughs> so far off. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. This has been great, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I got to talk to you again. But but you have to go back to work on Monday, and I, I, I'm I like on vacation mode, so I can I stay know. up till whatever time. I have to get up early in the morning, though, because we have that refrigerator guy. God, I hope he fixes it. The, the first time he came out, he says, oh, you need another part. And I'm like, oh, crap. It's hard to live without a refrigerator. That's <laughs> terrible. I can imagine. Well, hey, thank you all for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. As you know, 
Our LCS is Cowabunga Comics, Lake Country's Wisconsin's best pop culture destination for new comics, back issues, gaming, retro video games, vinyl, and figures. Give them a call, 262-569-9999. Check them out online at cowabungacomics.com or follow them on Twitter at Incredicow. Um, they are our LCS and we utilize their deep discount mail order service to bring Walk, Wisconsin closer to us. They'll take care of you. Tell them Drew and Kyle sent you. Say hi to Eric and James from us. If you need an LCS, you can't go wrong with Cowabunga Comics.